In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, my Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time a prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. For our meditation this afternoon, um, we begin with the text, the passage in the Gospel of Saint John. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. And by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. Mandatum novum dovovis, utiligatis invicen, secundilixi vos. These uh, words of the Lord Jesus, part of his final instructions shortly before his arrest, and uh, form like a synthesis, like a summary of all his teachings. Now that he's about to leave the world, it is as though he were telling his, uh, his disciples, all of us, of what is most important to keep in mind, and that is charity, that you love one another as I have loved you. And by this shall all men know, it is a, a sign, an authentic mark of Christian discipleship, that we are truly followers of Christ. Of course, when we pray, when we do our work well, those are also manifestations of you know, being a good son of God, but especially in how we treat other people. Now, charity, is a gift of God. It is a infused, it is an infused uh, theological virtue. But at the same time, it requires our cooperation, our response. And that is why precisely the Lord tells us it's a commandment to love one another as I have loved you. What the Lord is saying is, you know, Treat others kindly and, you know, uh, treat them not as rivals, as enemies, but as your brother, brother in Christ. And, uh, and so, in essence, the most profound, perhaps, um, meaning of charity is kind of uh, treating others the way the Lord God would, would treat them. Regardless of you know his background or social status or charity is not you know being kind to someone who is kind to us or because we were classmates because he's so good to me or that I like him he's so popular no those are accidentals but charity in essence is that seeing the person to be a child of God and um, you know we always interact with people at home, in our family, brothers, sisters, your parents, classmates in the university, colleagues at work, or, you know, um, and so because we are social by nature, and 
At the same time, we notice that people have defects, have limitations. And so it's a typical you know, kind of a perhaps struggle of many people, uh, annoyances or you know, uh, little misunderstandings or um, disappointments, eh, arguments. Now, they, these things cannot be totally avoided. We are not like angels, we are not perfect. But nevertheless, with an attitude of someone who wants to foster that unity and charity. And so therefore, uh, it requires an effort on our part. We live in a society that is in many ways uh, individualistic. And, uh, you know, thinking of myself, mine, this is me, this is my, uh, my property, my area, my turf. But uh, and in the process, that kind of fosters indifference. And uh, now charity, therefore, requires a, a kind of radical orientation of thinking of the others. Think, think of the others. Not just me, my could be, you know, listed things, my prayer, my rest, my work, and uh, my health. But then how about the others? You know? So, um, you know, the classical philosophers define a human being, a person, as a rational being. But this German philosopher, uh, Max Scheller, saying that an alternative way of calling a human person is a loving being not just a rational animal, but a loving being. And, um, well, all the human virtues are important. There's no virtue that is important. Obedience, humility, chastity, loyalty, diligence, and so on and so forth. But, again, there is a primacy of charity because... In a sense, that is the essence of God. Deus caritas est, equimanit in caritate, marit in Deo. God is love, and he who remains in love remains in God. And, um, well, the Holy Father, St. John Paul II, kind of posed a question, a new commandment. He said, can love be commanded? I mean, isn't it supposed to be spontaneous or like, you know, voluntary, a free act? But how come the Lord asks us, commands us to love one another? Well, his answer is that it can because the Lord God has loved us first. In other words, our charity is kind of made possible by the fact that God gave us the capacity to love and taught us how to love. Hmm? Seeing Christ, how he lived that virtue. And, uh, well, God, these are kind of beautiful considerations. Uh, but in reality, uh, we find it hard sometimes. Again, because, I don't know, we get tired or we are pressured by so many things or because the person we don't like his character his ways his manners and brusque remark whatever in any case it's always good to make an effort to be kind to do an act of kindness charity 
has a multitude of manifestations can mean listening to someone who needs our attention charity can mean uh, going going out of our way that extra mile to serve to be there available to help someone and charity can also mean um, understanding because the person could be your sister could be a brother could be your friend is going through a tough time and uh, in the same way that we ourselves can also be in that difficult situation and we need understanding i recall you know uh, this saint uh, mother teresa of calcutta when he was she was interviewed uh, good mother you know uh, you have been doing these works of charity to the poor the abandoned the sick and uh, they're in india and in calcutta and she was saying that um, while we do try to help these people and it's not that we're able to solve all their problems but what what we try to do is to restore their dignity because those people were outcasts abandoned you know out there in the streets orphans and uh, to kind of make them feel loved because she was saying this is a very important point the worst that a person can experience in this world is not really hunger or poverty no it's if when nobody cares for you when nobody loves you nobody pays attention to you you're ignored by everyone that's kind of painful she said and this is you know this is what we do yes we we give them medicine give them food um, basic education shelter whatever but more than anything is to make them feel loved because these are children of god these people are our brothers and sisters she was saying that a beautiful consideration of course it's not that we are doing that you know the people and the homeless we, are, we don't have maybe the logistics the capability by any case charity begins with those who live with us those who are close to us and in our daily interaction and it's found in little things in the little things it goes without saying that it's rooted in our love for god in other words the way we deal with other people the way we treat them our attitude our you know interpersonal relations ought to be grounded on our dealings with god there's what you call a vertical dimension dealings with the lord in our prayer our interior life and that horizontal dimension of dealing with other people and the lord elsewhere in the gospel tells us how can you love god whom you do not see if you don't know how to love your neighbor whom you see quite common sense i mean to put it bluntly it's like saying hey i, I don't really believe in your rosary in your communion your prayer if you are not treating well the person next to you how can you love god who is invisible if you don't even know how to love the person next to you is visible who is there right next to you something like that saint jose maria the father of obus day used to say lord may i be the last may i be the last in everything except love love kind of that's his prayer also the, the idea that charity is intentional what, I, what do I mean by this? 
it doesn't always come out spontaneously. I mean, it's not something that like, you know, as simple as breathing or like, you know, walking, you don't have to make an effort, it comes out quite naturally. Charity requires an effort most of the time, all the time. The effort to, to smile, the effort to pay attention to someone, the effort to do a small act of service, to forgive, you know, and um, the effort to, to be there, to be available, and uh, the tone of our voice, that's what you call fraternal charity. In a world that is, you know, uh, so caught up in a lot of activities because, you know, we live in a society that is um, uh, driven to, to achieve. And uh, there's a flurry of activity, a frenzy to accomplish this and that. In the process, while we may be very efficient and uh, high achieving, but in, in the little things, we can become cold and harsh and uh, and so pray about it ask the lord because again that is close to the heart of jesus a new commandment i give you that you love one another as i have loved you and by this shall all men know that you are my disciples and um, making an effort as well to to appreciate to appreciate the good qualities of the people who live with us, who work with us. Yes, people have limitations and defects, but not only that. See the positive side of things. Words that uh, encourage people. Words that unite. Gestures that bring, you know, harmony and unity. And uh, ambience, a good ambience could be in the university, in a club, uh, in, you know, your, your friends. Love conquers everything. Every difficulty is kind of smoothed by our love, a love for God that is manifested in our love for others as well. We're talking about love, you know, I and mean, this is, uh, you know, it's not the romantic love, you know, the love, which is part of it, which is a pure love, human love, now that we are, you know, uh, approaching. Uh, Valentine's Day, you know, I passed by, uh, you know, Macy's this afternoon to see faith and love, you know, and uh, or give. But love here is something more profound. It is not a, a kind of um, just the, the love between a man and a woman, but something rooted in the love of God. And it's kindness. It's uh, disinterested. It's what you call in, in Latin, uh, amor benevolentia. So there's what you call amor concupiscentia. When, whenever we kind of deal with other people, taking advantage of them, or like, you know, it's uh, dealing with them because I get something out of, of, of this, you know. No, that's self selfish attitude. But true love is selfless, not selfish, selfless. And uh, seeing the person that, you know, somebody who deserves respect, deserves kind of a, a good treatment. The golden rule that uh, do not treat others 
the way you would not, or treat others the way you would want them to treat you, or do not do unto others what you would not want others to do unto you. The golden rule and silver rule. Well, how do I want to be treated? Well, I want people to, you know, to understand me. Uh, I want people to listen to me. I want people to excuse me, to pardon, forgive me, because you know I didn't really mean it. I want people to, to what, uh, to do their part, you know, to, to kind of. Uh, so in the same way that we want to be treated that way, to be understood, to be cared for, to be listened, to be forgiven. Likewise, we do have the duty. I mean, it's fairness. The duty to treat others in the same way, to forgive, to listen, to pay attention, to serve, to be there for them, to be there for them. Love is not irritable or resentful. It overcomes that inner hostility. Well, we are, you know, uh, we pray, pray to God, try to be reconciled, we be at peace with Him, but also be at peace with other people. In other words, that not to uh, harbor in our hearts some resentments or you know ill feelings and anger and uh, charity is uh, it comes out in our cheerful disposition, the ability to to have friends to develop a friendship. Uh, mind you, if you if you go. Uh, there in the city, walk in the you know in every city corner, you find so many people in the mid, in the middle of the crowd, but lonely. There are so many people who are lonely, alone, because they choose to be alone. So while they may be uh, in in the midst of a crowd of a lot of people, they can also be in their office in the university. But if they are self-centered, they, they remain alone. Conversely, uh, you may be physically alone studying, but then you have many friends. You are always there for the others. So it's, it is therefore an attitude. It is an attitude. And not just on the human level of you know, solidarity or friendliness. Friendliness is very friendly. But again, the deeper kind of foundation is, is charity. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. And uh, I go back to uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta. She has beautiful words. <coughs> People are often unreasonable and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, People may accuse you of ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you're honest, people may cheat you. Be honest anyway. If you find happiness, people may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good that you do today may be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best that you have, and it may never be enough. Give your best anyway. Because you see, in the end, it is between you and God. It, is, it was never between you and them anyway. Well, 
sounds like a cliche, but you know, it's uh, something truth, uh, profound truth in this doing things for the love of God. Again, so even the charity is the root of that is the love of Christ, the love of God for us. Saint John of the Cross, that uh, a kind of Spanish mystic of the 16th century, he said, "Put love where there is no love, and you will reap love." Of course, uh, it happens. Perhaps um, people are so uh, indifferent or cold, but just be good anyway. Kindness, act of kindness. Again, I, I said that. It requires an attitude of openness, you know, thinking of the others. We learned that from Saint Jose Maria, who, you know, uh, when he set up the first Center of Opus Day in the year 1935, somewhere there in Madrid, in Ferraz residence. So he had a, an inscription of this precisely, the Gospel of Saint John, the text of Saint John: "A new commandment I give you." that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, there was a civil war in Spain that broke out in 1936 and that lasted for three years. So the first center, I mean, something like this similar in, in setup. I mean, you have an oratory, a living room, you have a dining hall, you know, you know all this. The first center. It was bombarded, it was used as a barracks, or like, you know, it was, in other words, during the war, it was uh, a total wreck, it was in ruins. Now, in 1939, and Saint Jose Maria returned to Madrid, and they went to the Ferraz Center, now in rubbles. And right there and then, he preached a meditation, something like this, but there was no table, there were no chairs, so he was just uh, on, on foot, no, standing. And then they saw this kind of that inscription, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. You know, it was as though despite the destruction of the war, despite the fact that their only center was uh, destroyed, you know, what counts, what matters, what lasts is charity. In a sense, yes, materially they had to begin from scratch, you had to begin again. But that love of Saint Jose Maria kind of was the driving force to rebuild, to, 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 to forgive people and to begin the work of the apostolate. And here we are right now. Here we are, in a way, because love uh, kind of conquered even that hatred, even that hatred. And so, um, love conquers everything. It's capable of the greatest sacrifice. A new commandment I give you. Patience, humility, and uh, gentleness, being thoughtful, you know, being pleasant to other people, generosity, well, in a sense, everything is, again, rooted in, in, in charity, in love. In, uh, no, we priests, we, we have this liturgy of the hours, and we pray every day. 
um, different moments of the day, in the morning, midday, mid-afternoon, in the evening, and at night. So the, the last part of what we pray called uh, compliance in the bravery. And with the words of the sacred scripture that says, do not let your resentment lead you into sin. The sunset must not find you still angry. It's, uh, you know, one, two lines. I mean, now that, you know, we're approaching spring, still you know, winter time technically, but the day is getting longer. When, like, you know, in a, in a way, you, know, you can be annoyed during the day, you can be angry, get mad at some moment, but, you know, don't let it last. Learn to forgive, move on, you know. Let charity reign in your hearts. You know? Be at peace with yourself, at peace with other people, and at peace with God. And we conclude this meditation turning to our Blessed Mother. Um, thank you, uh, our dear Mother, for this afternoon of prayer and meditation. And uh, we ask your grace and intercession that uh, imitating your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, we may be able to grow in, in, in charity and learning how to love, seeing people around me as uh, brothers who, who need my attention, my forgiveness, my prayers, and that I, my heart, be filled with love, that I know I may fill my day with acts of kindness, acts of generosity, acts of goodness, because, yes, every person is a radical capacity to do good, not just to be good, but to be a saint. And the essence of sanctity is the perfection of charity. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father, Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.